Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of The Dice Unkind. I'm your host, Jeremy Alexa. Our first game is going to be Fantasy Flight Games, Star Wars, Edge of the Empire, and Age of Rebellion role-playing game. We are all very new at this system, and we'll be learning as we go with this adventure. Let's start with some character introductions. Our first character is Eurora Vale, a Bothan scout played by Maria. So your character's name is Aurora Vale. Mm-hmm. All right. And where is she from? Bothawai? That's how you pronounce it? Bathawi. Bathawi. And what's her story? How does she get to her position with Bunta the Hut? So Aurora's family in... Her parents are in the planetary trades communication, more or less the Bothmans being very good with languages, is in the part of line of work where they oversee imports and exports with other planets and do a bit of the translations. That's what they do. And my character's brother, Kelvin, is in public relations, very much a public figure that is a face for his village. Okay. So, yeah, well, the Empire comes in, enslaves her planet, and they have the Boffins work for them. You know, they're utilizing their skills. And my character also being in that line of language communications and translations and archives finds this information that she has against the Empire that will prove to the rest of the universe that... The Bothans are under enslavement. They're, they've been enslaved by the Empire. This isn't um, a political scenario where there's... They're not in agreement. You know, the okay. Bothans are not complying. It is actually slavery. So my character has information on that. Hesitates to release the information. Gets caught in a part of the department without credentials, so she's punished via a suicide mission. The Empire sets her out to capture a Nexu, and she's out in the wilderness. They don't expect her to come back, and she does survive, although there's no proof. And when battling the Nexu, that could be how she lost one of her eyes. There you go. So... She escapes to the village where her parents are working, does not go to her brother, who's already a public figure, and whether he likes it or not, a puppet for the Empire. He cannot help the rest of his family because he has to keep face. So her family manages to sneak her out with a smuggler, and that's how she meets with Boonta the Hut, and that's when he starts employing my character. Okay. Nice. That... (laughs) That's fantastic. Um, and so you have, oh, and that cybernetic guy is going to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> do you want it to be, oh, do you want your eye to be more obvious or less obvious that it's cybernetic? If I'm leaving in a scrappy position and I'm not, and I don't really have a lot of money, I feel like it would be obvious. Okay. Like if I'm going to a hut, it sounds more practical. It sounds more logical that I would have a very obvious one as opposed to like 
a nicely, an aesthetically pleasing one that I'd get. I like an, my actual planet. <laughs> okay. So, so like a silver, like textured one with a, a red, like light in it. Yeah. Awesome. The red eyed Bothan. <laughs> awesome. And that's Aurora Vale. Mm-hmm. So that's Aurora Vale, the Bothan Scout, played by Maria. And next up is Tim, who is playing Brock Orion, a human smuggler gunslinger. So I'll make sure I'm up on that for two days from now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you want to hear my swing at a backstory? Yeah. All right. So I took a lot of liberties. I did a lot of research on Wikipedia because I just wanted to make you proud. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure about timelines because I didn't go too into depth with uh, with the timeline of everything. Okay. This here we go. Between three and four. You know that, right? You got that, right? Right, right. Okay. So I think, yeah, I think I nailed it. <laughs> okay. All right. So Brock Orion was born as a slave to the Empire on Ryloth. Did I pronounce that right? Yeah, absolutely. Of course I did, because I grew up there. Uh, <laughs> since he never knew his family, he relied on his worth, work ethic and his ability to get along with people to survive as he spent his formative years mining in the caves. When he was 16, still in the slave trade on Ryloth, he met a boss in the remains of Graxel Kelvin's crime syndicate named Siren Korsh, who took notice of Brock's strength and brought, bought him. Siren trained Brock as a smuggler and taught him how to use a weapon, bought him clean clothes, and got him off of Ryloth. Brock vowed that he would never be dirty again and hides the scars on his neck with an ascot that uh, Siron gave him. After several years, Siron took a liking to Brock. Siron agreed to give Brock his freedom, but only if he still helped out with the occasional and 15% off of everything Brock made while smuggling. Brock couldn't refuse. Okay. You cut out on part of... It was right after the ascot that he covers up his stuff with the ascot? Yeah. Uh, basically, Siren uh, took a liking to Brock on his crew because he became handy with a gun. Siren and God agreed to give Brock his freedom, but only if he still helped out with the occasional big job. Okay. And uh, if he had 15% of everything Brock made while smuggling. I was trying to hit the uh, the favor mm-hmm. the favor as well. That's fantastic. As the addiction. Okay. Did I make you proud? That's awesome. Thank That's you. all I've ever wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> Babe, he approves. <laughs> Yay! So one, so your biggest thing, you hate slavery, um, and you were slave I, to the Empire in the minds of Ryloth. Yes. You hate filth because you dealt with it for so long. Yep. How do you feel? How does your character feel about Graxel Kelvin's syndicate then? I hate Graxel Kelvin. You hate him? Yeah. Okay. The only, I like Siren, uh, not for what he does, but for who he is. And I'm grateful okay. for the, the kindness that he showed me, but it's definitely like, it, it's the equivalent of like, if my dad was in the empire. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, he's my, the only person that's ever showed me kindness. So like, 
I, I like him, but I'm, I'm not going to do anything for slave trade type stuff. Um, what species is siren? Oh gosh. I don't know. What's Grax? What was his last name? What was Siren's last Korsh. name? Korsh. K-O-R-S-H. I picked it up in a Star Wars name generator. Nice. Yeah. Those are perfect. That was, that was a nice little Google for uh, <laughs> NPC that, I mean, um, he's no Brock Orion, but. Yeah. Um, Graxel is an angst. Okay. But let's have him. B. Graxel is a quarren. Q U A R R E N. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> is that is that yeah, gonna be him? Yeah, that's him. That's so he's gonna badass. be a golden uh a golden quarren. Yeah. With a blue jumpsuit. Yeah. Okay. Um, what? Maybe, maybe like a zoot suit. I don't know. A zoot suit. <laughs> Golden Corin with blue suit. Um, what does Brock you know look what? like? I, I'm thinking of him as like in The Departed, the relationship Matt Damon has with Jack Nicholson. Okay. Okay. Right. So yeah. like a little troubled, a little messed up, but like he still does everything he's told. He doesn't necessarily agree with everything, but like he does his job. Uh, yeah, he does his job. Um, what does Brock look like? Uh. He's a human man. Human man. Yep. Uh, Ascot, I think he's got dark features, uh, sharp features, uh, big, big brown eyes. Uh, Probably has glasses because uh, he spent so much time in the dark mines he couldn't see. So sunglasses? Uh, No, like uh, like bespectacled. Bespectacled. (laughs) Yes. Uh, does he have thick frames or thin frames? Uh, thin frames. Thin frames. Yeah. I think he has uh, uh, thin glasses uh, just because he saw in the dark. He, like he spent most of his time in the dark. His eyes didn't develop correctly. Uh, but he uh, he has – with the spectacles, he's, he's very uh, – dialed in okay he's focused he uh he he can he he, he's got a great sense of uh hearing because uh because of the darkness um i i even i noticed that i have uh, a stealth skill i feel like i spent a lot of time sneaking around the imperial guards whenever they weren't looking to grab maybe an extra bite of food okay and then so you have Brown eyes, thin thing, glasses. What color is the hair? Uh, brown. Brown hair. Dark brown. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it's and piercing blue eyes. I thought you said brown eyes. Yeah, I changed it. Piercing blue eyes. Piercing brown. Piercing blue eyes. Yeah. 
like Dylan McDermott. <laughs> With glasses. And yeah. his hair is what's his hairstyle? What is his preferred hairstyle that he has to have perfect every time? High and tight. High exactly and tight. Like- High and tight, perfectly parted, not a follicle out of place. So like David Beckham's. David Beckham. All right. His hair is always like David Beckham. Yep. Just perfect, like combed. The his comb, you know how like they go from like wider to skinnier. His comb is just measured perfectly all the way through. <laughs> Thank you. Um. Uh. David Beckham's hair. What about his? Um. Does he have a five o'clock shadow or anything like that? Absolutely not. He does not have a five o'clock shadow. He shaves twice a day. <laughs> And we'll stop what he's doing to make sure that he is, he doesn't want even a a hint of stubble. Okay. I'm talking like military precision. Okay. So that hair. Okay. Military precision. His, uh, his smuggler's coat was specifically tailored to fit his body. He wakes up every morning and, and works out at 4.38 a.m. Absolute OCD. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm going to love some of this stuff that's happening soon. It's going to be so fun. That was Brock Orion, played by Tim. Up next, we have KX710, or CAX, played by Duncan. Yeah, so we've got... Uh... All right. So basically, no. So basically, Cax is a hyper violent uh, former commando droid. Uh, for hyper violent former uh, repurposed commando droid. Uh, repurposed for logistics. Uh, owner of the. Have we named the ship I yet? I don't think we have. Hmm. Hmm. I need to collaborate with Tim on that. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not. It is. It is Cax's ship, but I'm not gonna name it. I'm not gonna. Na- I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> I can't get. I can't get hung up on the goddamn yeah, name. It's you okay. know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, hyperviolent, repurposed commando droid, repurposed for logistics. Uh. With a, or with a hidden coding, basically making him a sleeper uh, rebel agent. Okay. Allowing for, I mean, essentially, that's that's what I would think it would be. Yeah. Uh, allowing for, at some point a triggering event to occur to override the logistics programming and basically go into the, the rebel set of operatives for droid protocols. Okay. 
Um, I don't know what those it's are. It's okay. Uh, so, okay. So, it sounds like Cax has a lot of layers of programming going on, doesn't he? It's, it's definitely, I mean, between the original programming of the Commando Droid and then being wiped and repurposed as whatever the Rebels wiped him as and repurposed him as, and then layered on top of that a uh, logistics specialty programming basically makes it so that he gets a lot of crossed wires. He I has think. a leaky like, memory core. Yeah, like definitely says some shit that people will look at him and be like, what are you doing? <laughs> Did that droid just say that? that? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um, with a, uh, also a, uh, Basically, like the uh, the the flag of droid rights being flown. Okay, so it's super into a, a an independent droid. An independent droid, the uh, Beyonce of the droids. Beyonce of droids. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All the single ladies. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, droid rights. Sort of a, just like, yeah, I'm definitely seeing him as being like that, just kind of, there's, there's no, there's very little politeness because that was something that just wasn't programmed in. It was just like, no, you just, just get the job done and go. Uh, hyper, uh, first response is always violence. <laughs> Second response is always, oh, I guess you don't want to be violent. (laughs) (laughs) And then just like, I just imagine the first time that he's actually allowed to like, that somebody's like, no, no, we absolutely have to be violent right now. He's just like, yay! And like rainbows shoot out and shit. Um, he was like Nyan Cat flying through the fucking through space on a pop tart, like. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, you have family as your obligation. Family is the obligation. Uh, basically, the 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 Clone Wars training and sort of. I guess memory, quote unquote, okay. imprint, memory imprint. There yeah. you go. Would still be there from the Clone Wars, and it was even though it was wiped and repurposed, it wasn't quite wiped enough. So there's still like that that sort of the you know these droids are my like my platoon brethren okay. and the occasional the occasional vietnam flashback i suppose okay. would be the best way to put it clone war flashback clone war flashback okay um so that being the obligation of and tying that it would in with droid rights of wanting to free droids from their tyrannical oppressive masters okay 
Okay. This is going to be an interesting thing here. This is going to be a <laughs> shit show. This is going to be fantastic. <laughs> um, all yeah. right. And that's CAX. K- KX710. And that's our starting group. Thank you, Maria, Tim, and Duncan for this. Our first episode will be up soon, perhaps with better music. I don't know. I'm hoping to get a schedule on this, but we are doing this in our spare time, so please bear with us. We're just here to have fun, and hopefully you guys have fun listening to us as well. And uh, speaking of that, thanks for listening. And until next time, I'm Jeremy Alexa, and this is The Dice and Kind. <laughs>